I'm so glad to turn But turn down the volume I'm Dick and Bird I'm Dick and Bird I'm Dick and Bird St. Paul and Minnie Law and Life And hitting rock bottom Drugs in the ex-wife I'm Dick and Bird Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Fuck Dick and Bird! Fuck! Welcome to this special edition of Minnesota Foul Play by Play. I'm your host, Anthony Barriano. I'm joined by the brothers Haas, Michael, and Bradley, I think is there. Brad? Nope. Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, it was touchdown dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are here to uh, <clears throat> talk about, of course, another big news day in Minnesota Twins territory. Uh, this is where we bid Luis Arise adieu and say bye, friend. Good goodbye, friend, and good luck. Adios. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I this would hurt a lot more, but I just spent $300 on a record that should fill the hole that Luis Arise left, so I'm feeling pretty good. Like, all things considered, um, $300 was a bargain for this record, too. Temple of the Dog. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. 1991. Apparently never played by the seller. Very excited about it. But anyways, it's enough talk about vinyl records and music. Uh, let's talk about this trade. Uh, the Twins traded the reigning and defending batting champion of the world, Luis Arias. Luis <laughs> To the Miami Marlins for Pablo Lopez and two prospects. Uh, Pablo Lopez, I don't even know if he was the third best pitcher on that staff last year, but they had a really good pitching staff. Like our pitching, if that pitching staff with our was our pitching staff, we don't even just win the division. I think we like maybe win a playoff game or maybe even a playoff series. So, yeah, uh, they're, they're projecting that uh, Lopez should be our number two starter behind Gray. That's what I uh, behind who. Sonny Gray. I had him behind Maley, but whatever. Um, it doesn't much matter. It just it to me it means Joe Ryan, this the opening day starter last season is going to be either the fifth or sixth starter on this on this team. Yeah. So that's fantastic, right? No, I, I actually like this move a lot for Joe Ryan. So either he's coming out of the third, fourth, or fifth slot, which I like that better for like who I value oh, yeah. as our best pitcher going forward, just to make games easier for him. When we traded Nelson Cruz for that, I didn't expect it to be the opening day starter. And he actually performed pretty well against some of the top pitchers in the, in the league. Brad, your thoughts on that? I, <clears throat> I think it's just actually pretty cool that we got more for him than I, like I anticipated. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, was just going to get into that. Uh, yeah. Sorry to jump ahead, but I mean, that's. <sighs> I, I'd still like to see him playing with us. Um, hopefully, these two young kids pan out. Um, I'll let you but talk. But that's five years but, down the road. But let's talk yeah. about what what was rumored was that a one for one trade was not going to happen. 
and that Minnesota would have to depart with more than just Luis Arias for Pablo Lopez. That wasn't the case at all. We actually scored big time. Actually, I looked at both these prospects, very young prospects, uh, and they look fantastic for their age. So let's talk about these guys one by one. Um, We could talk about Pablo Lopez till the cows come home, but uh, let's talk about why we think the twins won the trade. So I guess the Falvin regime did it again for us. Like they got more than we expected them to again, just a week later after signing Carlos Correa. Uh, If you haven't seen that episode, we popped a cork for Carlos Correa and had a grand old time. My goddamn keyboard hasn't been the same since it's got (laughs) champagne all over the space bar. So that's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've really surprised me these last couple of weeks. Um, so we get two years of Lopez at arbitration salaries. That's right. Correct. Okay. And then Byron Churio, uh, which is a great name, uh, looks really good in limited bats. He had under 200, but he had an 838 OPS, uh, and he's a real, he's a young, young buck. Really young. Yeah. He's 17 years old and he's a full year younger than all of his competition. And he still hasn't committed an error at any outfield spot. So that's pretty awesome, even though that's not you no, know, a great measure of a great outfielder. He's, but he's, he's totally sound. the lottery ticket thrown in this. We yeah. don't we don't know what's going to happen with this kid. But that's to me, that's just icing on the cake. I mean, I on top of getting uh, Jose Salas, I, I could be happier. Yeah, let's talk about Salas a little bit. Um, he's over three years younger than his competition at high A. Uh, between A ball and high A, he posted a 723 OPS. Not bad. Uh, he plays shortstop relatively, uh, relatively well with a range factor of four at high A. Uh, and he's in the Arizona Fall League, and he's three years younger than everybody he's playing against there. And he's played well uh, defensively. He's played better defensively than he has offensively, but you expect a guy to struggle when he's, you know, he was in A ball and high A last year, and now he's in the Arizona Fall League dealing with you know some top prospect pitchers probably no he's i I think he's the safest bet uh that we got back as you already clearly mentioned i mean we're not going to see him in the big big leagues for probably four to five years right but that being said like that's why i'm decked out in my saints gear is we depleted our farm a little bit last year and i remember shit me and you were arguing you were terrible you were whining about giving up seth gray not steel (laughs) Steel was who I was mad about losing, but it did get us. Oh yeah. We still man. got Seth. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to see after all the trades last year, we kind of depleted our farm to build that back up, get more pitching. And the reality is, is if we wanted better than Lopez, which we discussed it last time, I think we all wanted better than Lopez, even though Lopez is going to do better in the central than he did in the NL East. He's going to do a lot better True. in the central. Well, um, I don't know. They hit better in the AL, it seems. So, and then there's that transition. Who knows? We, but I mean, if you look at it, late worst case scenario, basically this guy's best season was last year. He pitched like 180 innings. I think he went 10 and 10. Um, but Jesus, if we get 90 innings out of him, that's a really good bullpen arm. You know, it's like our pitching no, he, staff needs all the help it can get, and this is help. No, whether it's just whether he's placating to twins fans, but I watched a video of Lopez when he uh, found out about being traded to the twins. Uh, he seems pretty ecstatic to be coming to all our ball plug, our 
ball club. Ball plug. Um, wow, that's something I've never heard before. That sounds like a sex <laughs> toy that you can't find anywhere. Well, no, and he and he said he grew up watching Johan Santana, so it's like <laughs> I love I don't me know, a I fan think... of Johan. Love me a fan of Johan. No, and I think further analyzing this trade, I think we all realized if we wanted to get better than a Pablo Lopez with trading a rise, we're going to have to give up like a Brooksley, a Royce Lewis, somebody high, somebody high in our prospect ranking. So this, I think, kills two birds with one stone. I'm really happy with the front office, even though uh, you go to the forums right now, talk about a split. A split nation of Twins fans right here. There's right. a lot of people pissed off. I thought I would be pissed off. But, you know, when you get a return like that, you can't you can't be too mad at it. Like, look at this. I, I bought this last fucking year. It's already goddamn outdated. I, I can't buy a goddamn jersey with somebody's name on it anymore because they're gone the next fucking season. But it is <laughs> sexy as hell. And, you know, it's the all-star jersey. So I'll hold on to it. And it's got a... Nicknamed La Regadera. Oh, I'm gonna miss that. The sprinkler. I mean, there is is there a better he's gonna fit in in Miami so well. He's probably oh, gonna dude. have some of the best years of his life down there. But he's crazy. No, he's I don't know. From the three of us talking the past three years, clearly you two know that the two prospects I've been most highest on or most high on in this organization has been Speaking Royce Lewis and then Kirilov. This Clearly, Kirilov's going to be an everyday player now. So, Royce Lewis, I think, has an easier chance to being an everyday player now in the infield. Likely second base, third base, depending on how Miranda does. So, I, and I think those two, no offense to Arise, <clears throat> I think they're going to be better all-around ball players than Arise could ever dream of being. And you I mentioned don't... this, too, is that, oh, sorry, Brad, go ahead. I don't think it's about being a better ball player. It's the catch of the eye. It's the flash. It's the watching the pitch go by and shaking back right away that it's not a ball. I mean, that is the fun shit about Arise. He he is just giving oh, his all. A pleasure time. to watch. Just he's funner than shit. I he mean, makes me show up to the ballpark. Oh, yeah. Who think who thinks you'd get that excited about a singles hitter? I mean, not that's... a singles hitter. He he proved that he's oh, more he than a singles hitter last year. No, he did not. Look Nelson at Nelson Cruz percentage. did a lot for that guy. His slugging <laughs> percentage was garbage last year. But you know what he is? He's a poor base runner. He's his best defensive position is as first base, and he's poor. he's a negative run saved at just about any other position he plays. And if you're going to put somebody at first base, it's, this is you, Mike. I think I've taken these words out of your mouth. You put a, a lefty bat in there, he's going to hit a ton of home runs because you know the worst they can do is strike out a bunch, hit thirty. And, uh, you know, throw the ball to second base easier than a right-handed. Well, no, and it's, yeah. even Without though we argued run. about this in the past, Arise has got a small frame, too, where it's, it's we can go back to a more kind of traditional first base that gives, it makes more it easier for our shortstop and our third baseman. They got a bigger target to throw to. Right. It's so, like, where do you put him in the lineup? Like, sure, he's a great on-base guy, but he's a terrible base runner, so... You're just going to put him on first for him to, you know, run to second on a double play or because he ain't stealing any bases. And And you you bat him fourth, he's going to hit 15 home runs, and that's not a really good use of your cleanup spot, right? And if Kirilov stays healthy and bats like he can, I I think this is going to look like the best, one of the best trades the Twins have ever made. Brad, go ahead. Start bunting more. Um, I love bunts now. 
I saw a hack on MLB The Show 22 that oh gosh, the, here we best go. Way, the best way to win a game is to bunt every single time. Yeah, because there's nobody at third base. Is there a shift? You know, you, you lay down your first bunt in between the first baseman and the pitcher. You nobody get on base. Nobody can do that. Nobody can do that in the game anymore. You can do it on a video game, though. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we talking video games? We're talking real I don't know, because we talk about wrestling every now and then. Oh, come on. Wrestling is, is fucking the best theater there is. Oh, go ahead, Greg. We might go have ahead, to talk Greg. about it again. Because we're talking night. a singles hitter. Like, I like him. Like, he, I, I don't know. Like, I'm torn, man. Like He's my favorite player. But you know what? I'm not that bent out of shape about it. You know, I'm still going to go to the ballpark because we got Carlos Correa and Pablo Lopez, and they're going to win some games. Like, oh, now Mike's videos <laughs> tweaking out. This is awesome. Zoom, get your shit together. Also, Yankee oh, Pickles, get your shit together. Oh, Terrible shit. pickles. Awful. The only bad thing in this Bloody Mary is your fucking pickles. All right. I did made the mistake of buying them on sale. I don't care if you, you know, you'll never be a sponsor of this show if we ever get big because your pickles suck. I'm sorry. Just saying. Get your get your pickles oh, together. This pickle hostility. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I take my pickles very seriously. Is my video working now? Yeah, you yeah, look great, you. actually. You should use what you're on your phone now. Yeah. Yeah, you should use that all the time. It makes you look five years younger. <laughs> no, and... I, one of my final things about our prospects, because we were developing a little bit of a log jam, because we've got people ready to come a up. Bit. Thought it was a yeah. lot. So it's it's. I was hopeful that at this point. I'm hopeful that this boy, you can't see it, Austin Martin there. Oh yeah. The two guys I'm really hoping to see in that infield right there, baby. Black Royce. label right there. That's a black label. A tan Royce rated too. Lewis. So boy. no, Austin Martin's gonna get a chance. We got that stud. Edward Julian, 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 I believe is how you pronounce him. Second baseman coming up. He's on our 40 man roster. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had a great end of the season last year. So I, I don't, I'm not, I understand. I love, I love watching a rise, but I think we're going to see better defense and just better. I can't say all around hitting. I mean, we're losing contact hitting, but more runs, perhaps more runs. The question yeah. is now, do we are we gonna move somebody like Kepler now to get some more? Oh, you have mid- to. You have to. I, I still think you have to move Kepler. Can I can I say I don't think they're gonna move him now? Why? Because that's because now our first base, we've got Kirilov, Kepler can play first, oh, and Gallo can play Kepler's first. Kepler's gonna play first. He's too good a goddamn outfielder to be. Yeah. I'm not saying he's base. not, I'm saying he's played first in the past, and he's a hell of a defender wherever you put him. So I'm saying we've got three good first basemen now. And Gallo at first even would be great defense. Yeah, Gallo's a good defensive outfielder too. I just don't understand why wasting a player that of that caliber defensively at first base is a smart thing to do. I mean, it's a, it's a rotation position for me. That's why I didn't have any problem with Luis Arias being that guy. No, I, no, I understand that, but it depends who you want to give more bat, bats to. Yeah, let's pretend. Let's pretend Gord. I think you're going to want to give more bats to Royce Lewis somehow and. You can, you know, give Carlos Correa a day this off is... by letting him play first base, and you can still have your monster DH. Well, who is our DH? Who do we want it to be? I I envision our he... starting second baseman right now, Polanco, turning into a DH role eventually. Okay. That's a little shocking. Um, 
He is not good defensively. Blanco? Below average, yeah. Yeah, so that's why you DH him. I don't know how he'd take to that, but <laughs> I don't think he's ever DH'd. Like, I don't remember a time where I, he hasn't played a position. So, no, I, some guys, they, they, if they're not in the field, they forget how to hit. You look, you look at our potential roster now going into 2023 with the mix of young and old now. I think we can really ride the hot bats now. And we have a team that's made that can play a lot of versatility in positions. And I think we can really ride the hot oh, bats. Oh, yeah. We have, we have fully uh, uh, embraced positionless baseball. I do like that aspect of the game now is that everybody plays everywhere. It's, it's like you got like four or five Williams Estudias out there. La Tortuga, we miss you, buddy. No, and fuck. The only one of the comments I wanted to hear your guys' response. One of the things that kind of troubles me, if you look at our five to six man rotation, we won't get Paddock back until I think after the season started. But I kind of got high hopes for him. Is none of these boys came through our organization? Everything we've traded for. It'd be nice to see going down the line a few like one to two in our rotation that are homegrown, like where we're not giving up pieces. We're actually developing pitching. Well, quit drafting fucking shortstops in the first <laughs> round. Yeah. I got, I got my big stack of papers here and uh, went through what we've got for pitching. And it's, you know, I mean, Simeon Ro- Woods Richardson is on the way up. He'll be up next he's year. Knocking he's on the door. going to be a bullpen arm. He's not going to be a starter in the league. Um, and Connor eventually. Prelip uh, isn't due until 2025. He's our fourth we top, just, fourth ranked uh, prospect. And we just drafted him. That's a good lefty arm. Uh, he's a righty. And a lot of people have been writing about uh, Belazovic. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, we've had him forever. He just, I know, yeah, but. This has to be the year he pans out, and I wish they That's would maybe they consider. This is going to be the year that he's going to become. Well, he's got to. He's got to put up or shut up this year, and I wish, yeah. I wish they would maybe try him in the bullpen. But oh, that's the thing is, I, I, I that leads us perfectly into okay. So if your rotation is pick one, uh, Maley or Gray, uh, at the top with Lopez, Paddock later in the season, Maeda, and Joe Ryan, uh. Well, first of all, it means maybe the Twins are finally doing what I've been preaching for probably five years now, the six-man rotation, because everybody in their rotation spent time on the injured list last year. Am I not? Am I wrong about this? Was there – Joe Ryan might have been the only one that wasn't injured for a – No, he took a – he might have missed a little stint, but it could have been – But that's COVID. been killing them. Like, they don't get great starting pitching when guys are hurt because, like I said, the Saints pitching staff – Ain't great. It wasn't great last year. Uh, so if that's your starting rotation, then your bullpen automatically becomes better, right? Because they're pitching yeah. fewer innings, and your best your best starting pitchers at the higher levels, Double AA, A, Triple A, are you know going to pitch in the bullpen, and that's what they plan to do probably with uh, well, Richardson. Well, and one name, one name you didn't mention there that was obviously with this move is moving to the bullpen, depending on how that fifth slot rolls out, depending on we don't know what Maeda is going to look like. Maybe Maeda is going to be right. our long reliever going forward. Yeah. We don't know, but Bailey Ober is a guy who performed well last year. Well, they'll have back. to release him in order to add 
uh, Lopez to the 40 man. They're not going to have to release anybody. Yeah, they'll have to run him through waivers. I'm sure he'll pass through waivers, but it's that's what the MLB trade rumors thing said. Uh, I don't think we said over would be the likeliest subtraction. Oh, just from the starting staff. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Let's just click on him and make sure. Josh Winder's going to go. Josh Winder will start in AAA. Bailey over. He's earned a place. Oh, he's not arbitration eligible till 2025. Yeah. Okay. Brad, Bailey over's earned on our improved uh, bullpen. I think this will help our bullpen, and I think we've got have, an injury-proof rotation now. But go ahead, Brad. This is why I fucking hate talking about baseball, because I never get a fucking talk. I know, right? <laughs> well, fucking wear some twins gear, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Duke, they, baby. Nobody's watching that team. Nobody's watched that team since Zion. <laughs> no, like, since we don't have, like, a clear-cut, like, hog, I mean, why not just start doing shit kind of like what we did with Chris Archer? You pitched him three innings. You know he's going to be shit. Yeah, you can get it through the lineup once. I mean, is that a bad thing to do? I mean, if we have six pitchers, like, why not do that? I mean, I've done the math on this. I've got it somewhere. Um, I've actually done the math on if you could run out an opener, just an entire, just having a bullpens bullpen arms entirely it cuts it pretty close like you need at least a couple guys who can pitch close to 200 innings a season uh in order to make it feasible just given the number of innings you're gonna you have to pitch in a season just to get through the games uh because you know most of your relief pitchers are gonna pitch what 80 maybe 80 innings to uh, 120 innings who's our best who's our best bullpen arm though that's a great question Duran is obviously. Oh yeah, Duran. He's yeah, a former right. starting pitcher, so he could extend to two innings. Yeah, but we want him in that closer role, don't we? Don't we? I, I that's debatable. I don't think the closer role is as important as like You're the right. high it's leverage. Situation. High leverage, yeah. Anytime that the you know top of the lineups up in the late innings, that's when we want that guy. Yeah. Sorry, so, to cut you off again, Brad. <laughs> no, that's good. You're good. That's, you can speak it better than I do because you know just a tish more about how things work. I don't look at the the numbers as much. I yeah, just, but you're that you're the uh, you know every man. You're you're the people that actually tune into the show. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> not us idiot nerds. Yeah, I mean, I I coach twelve youth girls fast pitch, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the hot hand, you know, and if that means we go two innings with this girl, that's right. Boom, like I, he's lost a little bit. Let's go to this next one. Let's go to this you, next if like, you I, think you're winning because you're wearing women's underwear, then you are. <laughs> I I seriously think if you could go if you could find matchups and stuff and you could just three pitchers a game, you know, if in a in a perfect world where you go through the lineup one time, you yeah. know, if it but it that, ain't a that, perfect world. Base, there's not, nothing perfect about baseball, is there? Except the dimensions, dimensions of the infield, I think. So I mean, that's my thing. Like, I like what they're doing, but I would still like a clear-cut number one dominant that we know game seven. Does. If we ever make it to game seven, that's the guy that's going out there. Right now, it's a freaking roll of the dice on who we would put out. I mean – yeah, well, you're right. I mean, shit, if we're going to win a playoff game, it's probably like game three when 
we actually have an advantage over their top two pitchers, you know? Yeah, no, it's totally accurate. But I think, I think at least the three of us, I am hoping in my heart of hearts that Joe Ryan can develop into our ace over time because we've got control over him. And we saw instances of brilliance last year. Well, yeah, we did. I mean, he blew me away. I was not expecting that out of him. I mean, and it started from the beginning of the season and lasted all the way to the end, didn't it? Like he didn't have a drop off the whole year. And that's, that's pretty awesome. I'd like awesome. to see a, I'd like Got to see a lefty. A 40 plus year old man. I would, I'd like, no, that was a hell of a trade. Wow. I'd love to see a lefty been, arm. I mean, Valveen's been knocking out of the park since that trade, really. Like Paddock, eh, you know, that was, but then they extend him and we'll see. He's still cheap. That's the thing. No, he's still cheap. Uh, another roll of the dice thing but like i said i'd like to see a southpaw maybe once we've got a fucking rotation of two thousand fucking righties (laughs) no isn't it isn't it crazy about how this regime's working right now where there's not this blockbuster shit that you're waiting for and you just get lulled to sleep and you're like fucking make a move man make make something so we have are excited okay Correa comes back that's you know that's that's very exciting and whatnot but then just like these little moves you know arise yeah we're kind of like the I honestly think it's gonna pay off I mean it's I, I like him you know we're calling for heads earlier you know in the off season and now we're kind of like hey these are awesome moves man keep it up like well, I just can't wait for the trade deadline. If this is what the offseason's been, oh, holy shit. shit, we could really make some moves at the trade deadline. Oh, oh shit. And I'm going to Royce I'm gonna, Lewis for fucking who knows. I'm going to steal Brad's little tidbit information that he started last last show about like that fucking on PBS. Did you know the freaking last time batting champ was traded the next season? Uh, Rod Carew in Twin Cities, Minnesota, fucking Twins, baby. <laughs> the no, I, saw, I looked it up because somebody tweeted that or something. I saw it today and I was like, that can't be true. Rod Carew won the goddamn batting championship every time he fucking stepped on the field. And <laughs> there he goes, 1978, batting champ, 333 or something like that that season. Uh, traded to the California Angels. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, there's precedent for this. There's been 15 times that a twin has won the batting championship. This is the second time that they've uh, been traded after after doing so. Uh, Luis had the eighth best batting average in the history of, of the Twins franchise. Actually, so, I, honestly, I honestly think he's going to have more fun probably in Miami anyway. Oh, who wouldn't have more fun yeah. in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, of course he is. Duh, they speak his language down there. That's yeah. the that's the start. They serve his food down there. Oh my god, the food is so good. I miss it so much. Yeah. Oh, that's another nice hit, you know, Luis. You betcha. <laughs> All right. What are we at here? Uh we already got to the end. We're at the end of the outline, guys. I, there's still time to talk about AEW wrestling again. Oh my fucking <laughs> Lord. Oh, Let's give a big. We can't hear you when you clap, Brad. It's too loud for your microphone. Bye-bye, Eddie. Bye-bye, Eddie. Bye-bye, Eddie. Oh, fuck, yeah. Oh, we got Actually, that is big, we Minnesota forgot, We forgot that we, forgot. we made the Vikings fire at Donatel because I would. Oh, 
crazy mad on TikTok. Fucking nuts. Just insane. Like three or four times during the show to the point where I said, can we stop talking about this, please? The man is a terrible coach. I can't believe they called that press conference not to fire him. That was shocking. Shocking. But this means next year we might fall to the 32nd worst defense in all of football. There is that fucking possibility. I, you, there has to be a better coach out there than Ed Donatel for this, for what we're working with. And we got a late first round pick. Uh, that they tend to be able to start if you grabbed a corner there. Brad, you're better at the football stuff than us. I would say uh, it, late round, like, y- you pick what's the best available. I best mean, honest player, yeah. 100 Unless it's a running back. <laughs> Unless it's a running back, yes. Definitely. Unless you have some idiots that want a running back and want to trade, then you trade down, which I I don't know, man. Like, Have you looked at the uh, the cornerback class this year? Is it deep? Yeah. Is it a deep draft at all? It is, and they're talking about. Oh boy, I wish I, I, I I'm forgetting his name. Some he's super athletic, raw. Um, From where? This is, well, this would have to be a talk in another show when I'm prepared okay. about. Um, no, is it, I'm just I, I'm excited that we this guy one fucking year is all he lasted one year. I yeah. mean that's. Like, that was the biggest mistake that O'Connell made, right? Because he gets to hire the staff. Yeah, it he was. Picked. He picked on That and that throw to fucking Kirk Cousins on third down. Jesus every, fucking Christ. Everything that I've read, Ed Donatel, though, he's a super good guy. I'm sure he is. Smart. He's a terrible coach. It doesn't oh, matter if you're a nice guy. you got to um, be a good coach. You know what? I'm Our with- old coach wasn't a nice guy, but he was a good coach. He was a much better defensive coach than this fucking asshole who's gone for good reason. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's kids watching. There's kids watching. The, the, yeah. the, the reports I read is that, that uh, what's his name, the Patine guy, he's probably going to move into the defense. But uh, What did you say? Patton? Yes, whatever. Patine, Poutine, Poutine whatever. Um, <laughs> that would be the perfect name for a Minnesota defensive coordinator. Poutine. Yes. I'm going to start calling him that. Because- <laughs> <laughs> he's friends with o'connell um the one i really like and mike said this yeah mike our uncle is the guy from wisconsin the leonard guy played for uh who do you play for like the giants or the jets or something 10 minutes can tell you you know better than you. us i believe isn't that the guy mike jim leonard didn't you say like the wisconsin guy well, it would just... make sense that petton would be promoted he's the already the assistant head coach the other one that they talked about was wade phillips even though he's like 98 years old oh my god not- are we really going to recycle these guys over and over good defensive fucking coach no, no. out there who's like not been recycled six or seven times his son his son is on our coaching staff that's of the course only- he is yeah it'll be reverse fucking uh <laughs> what do you call it so that's why I'm just throwing a couple names that I've read out there. And I like, honestly, like, this I all really sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds like the Vikings <laughs> doing business. Jesus Christ. I, Get I really out of don't... your fucking families and find somebody who can actually coach. This is Go what back. happened with fucking our last coach. His fucking son was on his staff too. They had like the, the highest rate of fucking, uh, God, why, why can't I find that word? 
family? No. <laughs> when you when you get a job because of your family. <laughs> Nepotism. Yes, thank you, Brad. You are a fucking hey, favor. Nepotism guys, is fucking know running rampant. I don't even have a fucking degree. Yeah, Brad's the he's the everyman, but he came up with nepotism for us. Oh, yeah. Boy. Oh, I love you, Brad. You can no, pronounce so, like, it right too. So I I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty excited. And you know, anybody stepping into this new job is it's a hard road. But had a, a 21st ranked defense. How good they would have been? Uh second, third best in the NFC, maybe. Possibly, like I mean, I'm not just... the worst playoff team. They were the yeah. worst playoff team, right? No, I... the Buccaneers were. We were the second worst playoff team. Defensively, we were, man. I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, you're right. All you got to be is the uh, out of the bottom third, and you I re- are. I read it. Okay. I read a tweet on Bleacher Report the other day from some butt fuck talking about how Kirk Cousins blew this and blah blah blah, and fuck it's like man. our. Our offense is the only reason that we won 13. We were even in the game. Yeah. Did you did you guys see that? I don't know if it was a tweet or what, but uh, Patrick Peterson, I think, made a comment on Cousins making that throw. And I'm like, nobody on the fucking defense can criticize anybody on the offense. No. You have not fucking earned that right all fucking year long. Two punts. And I love Two. Yeah. <laughs> and I fucking Two punts. Love Love the Giants punted twice. <laughs> I love me some Patrick Peterson, but I'm sorry. Yeah, you too. He fucking played horrible Shut your mouth. against the fucking Shut Giants. Shut your mouth, sir. <laughs> played you horrible against the Giants. That fucking sucks. He was great, though, this year. Like, overall, he's he's the best defensive player we got, and he's a bargain. So don't shut your mouth, Pat. Keep talking. <laughs> and keep playing well, because you shit. Without you, I couldn't imagine. We all we only would have had one more place to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Without him, maybe they could have stopped one of those fucking easy touchdowns the Giants got. But right. they whatever. Just, they the it was a matter of the intermission did not provide any adjustments for the defense to improve uh, in that game. There was just there was no alterations from what I could see that would make. Put our guys no, that's in a what, place in a success, a place no, this, to succeed, and it's like, when are you going to bring more than four? When are you going to, you know, bring the house? This year, we didn't even go ahead. Freaking defense was like watching Mike Zimmer coach our team for the last six, seven years. Our offense made no fucking changes ever. Yeah, because he wouldn't yeah, allow. You're right. Yeah, he wouldn't allow it. Yeah, but he. We're going to run the, the ball, defense. damn it. <laughs> But he would change up the defense, and the defense, no matter who was on the field, came out until playing better. Thing kept us in the games, but yeah. he wouldn't change our offense. Now, you got to yeah. make fucking adjustments, man. Like the fucking Red Devils could probably make better adjustments, and they're a high school team. And I don't know. If, I'm just, oh my god, still not over it, huh? No, I'm not. Yeah, I was hung over till Tuesday. It was no, it was, <clears throat> no, I think what pissed me off the most was, yes, we're all fucking grateful that they fucking made the playoffs because all of us going into the season were like, yeah, this is probably a fucking nine-win team, maybe. And they fucking yeah. outperformed all of us. 
But then just to fucking get to the big game and you run out the same fucking garbage defense that you've done the whole fucking year expecting a different result. It's fucking ludicrous, baby. The Vikings defense, I tell you what, when Danny Dimes gets paid by the New York Giants this fucking year, he better fucking give a shout out to the Minnesota defense because he got him paid. Oh, fuck yeah. Amen to that, brother. Fucking. Hey, have you got, do you guys read the Defector at all? Uh, it pops up every once in a while. Yeah. Used to be Deadspin. Uh, yep. This guy, uh, Drew Madgery, uh, used to be, used to live in Minnesota. He writes for them. Wrote maybe the most beautiful thing about what it's like to be a Vikings fan. It's called How Lonely Losing Can Be. <laughs> and. <laughs> I, I might not be a Lions fan just yet because his words made me like rethink the transition. Uh, even though I love watching the Lions, it's just some the hate I have for the Vikings is going to be stronger than any love I'll ever have. And just imagine that one time they do, they do win the big one. Just what's that going to feel like? Because I was like in tears damn near watching the intros to that, that football game, which is insane. Like, why would I care this much? How could you touch me like this with a fucking horn? And like, come on. But they Anthony. got me. And then even, they got Giants fans sitting next to me, too. He's like, all oh, this shit's making me want to be a giant uh, Vikings fan. I look at him. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really yeah. don't want that in your life. Yeah. You guys got no. championships. So try being there 25 fucking years ago at the NFC Championship. When I was just a young kid, you know, yeah. I'm 17 years old, and I have to see that bullshit get let down. It's just build you up, let you down. Build yeah. you up lets you down like it's that's why i don't get my hopes up anymore like i i'm pretty realistic when it comes to sports fans the only thing i'm unrealistic about is all oh, wrestling it's rampage tonight folks oh man i don't have anything for you i don't even know what the card looks like i just <laughs> we had we had breaking news in minnesota I, I was supposed to work i'm supposed to be at a basketball game right now covering high school basketball i said i no i don't you know, get me a hockey game to work. I, I'm going to talk about Louis Arise because uh, I love him and I miss him. I miss him already. No, we're losing. We're losing a friend. Yeah, I mean, I've got he, great. I mean, he's and he was a fan favorite too. He would stick around, sign all the kids' stuff. He would take pictures with the girl I'd take to the game. <laughs> Not me, of course, because <laughs> that would be odd. Uh, just asking him for a picture would be odd to me. But he's a good-looking man up close. I'll tell you that. That mole really does do justice. It's a. <laughs> <There it goes. laughs> uh, no, but that's the thing. Like, that, that is what is shitty about losing a player like that because everybody likes him. He's just a good dude. Yeah. Like, it's not that we're gonna miss his production. It's not that we're gonna miss. We're gonna miss his every day. How he warms up. How he interacts yeah. with hands what he does in the back i'm gonna miss his at bats the longest at bats in the game i'm watching this one from uh let's see three years ago he enters against edwin diaz throw oh yeah he entered for injured jonathan scoop for in an 0-2 count and he's still up there i mean it's it's a minute long he's got a two strike count and he's still batting <laughs> and it's cut out all the goddamn time between pitches 
No, no, one of the. He took a walk. Not to knock on the man, though. I mean, I did read a good article on maybe why he's such a good contact hitter is because pitching knows he's got no power. So he actually gets pitched to a lot more than. Oh, he gets other more players in the zone. Do. Yeah. So it's like that the worst thing that's going to happen is we put a guy on first base. Yeah. But big deal. Okay. But well, I'm still going to miss the man. I love the man too. Uh, less than a minute. Last words. I'm saying after a fucking lukewarm and fuck the Vikings after a lukewarm off season, the Twins have fucking sucked me back in again. I mean, they brought all the my attention. Holy smokes! We, fucking uh, Christ! I I might have to hang on to Bali Sports Plus for uh, the first month of April just to see what happens. You know, oh, that's going go on a month by month basis. Well, Red. keep keep ridiculous. T Wolves, man, they're getting hot. DeAndre the Wolves played the best game I've seen them play against Denver the other day. Holy cow! D Russell, With man, no go bear and no cat. D Russell's. Trying not to get traded. No, that wasn't the guy that I was impressed with.